Welcome to It's the ADHD Friendly Podcast, where we talk all things well-being, personal development, and living our best damn ADHD lives at home and at work. My name is Karen McGill. I'm a certified ADHD life coach, and I'm here to help you do life better. Happy October, guys. I can't believe we're actually here, but so it is. It's the last 90 days of 2023, and I thought it would be fun to take you through a little exercise so that you can plan the last 90 days of this year with intention and focus on doing the things that you want to get done. And to do that, I thought I would swipe an idea from Ali Abdal. Now, he is the productivity guru on YouTube, and he actually hired a business coach who apparently charges $50,000 an hour. So clearly, I'm way undercharging. <laughs> but at any rate, his business coach gave him this idea. So props to them for originating the idea. But what I have done is zhuzhed up the original template to make it a little bit more ADHD friendly because you and I both know as ADHDers, it's really hard for us to create a plan and then actually follow through with it. So we'll start off with Ollie's template and then we'll work through it from an ADHD lens. So on that note, let's get into planning the rest of 2023. All right, let's kick this off with a little description of what I'm looking at since you are only listening to this podcast. I'm looking at a Google Doc and it's just a table with three rows and three columns. And I love the simplicity of this template and the system because it's so simple that you don't even need the template really. I will link to it below so you can grab a copy and go through this yourself. But where we're gonna start off is by picking three main areas where we wanna set goals. Now, Ollie actually used health, work, and relationship, but I changed relationship to personal to broaden it a bit. So within those three categories, pick one goal that you want to work towards in the last quarter of this year. For me, I picked eating five servings of veggies a day for my health goal because, y'all, I have not been eating enough veggies over the summer because I haven't been cooking much, so I got to get back on that bandwagon. For work... I have two projects that one I need to finish and launch and the other one, it's just a promotion that I need to launch. So more on those later. And for my personal goal, I want to deepen my spiritual experience. I've been doing a lot of meditation lately and the deeper I go into it, the better I feel. So more on that in another video, but those are my three goals or said another way, they're my three intentions that I really want to focus on in this quarter. So the next part in this process is to break down what are the daily actions that need to happen with each goal. So with my intention around eating more vegetables, I know I need to meal prep every week. I also need to create soups once a week that I can have for lunch throughout the week. That is the best way to get more veggies into your diet, by the way. And I also need to do some planning and curating more uh, recipes. So that's what I'm going to do on the DLA. For my work goal, I've broken down the major tasks that I need to do. They're not necessarily daily rituals that I need to do. They're more like deliverables. And then for my personal goal, I just basically want to increase my meditations from once a day to twice a day and see how that goes. Now, that all sounds pretty straightforward, but the next part is where it gets fun. Ollie's coach suggested to him that as he comes up with his goals and his daily actions, to think about an energy that he would want to embody as he was going through those daily actions. So he chose the energy and personality of certain superheroes to embody as he went through his, what he called daily quests. But you can choose anyone, somebody you know personally, somebody you follow on social media, or a historical figure that you really admire. Think about the energy that they would use to go after these specific goals and how would they show up differently that you can embody. Now, the point of this exercise is interesting. It's not that you're trying to be someone else. 
But what you're doing is looking for the qualities in other people that you admire and you want to embody and use those to approach your goals. Because really, that is just a reflection of your ideal self and how you want to grow as an individual. So for my goals, I picked three people that I don't know personally, but I really admire their approach to life. Kimberly Snyder, who is an author, I really love her approach to health and nutrition. So I want to embody her energy as I start implementing more veggies into my diet. Justin Welch is an online entrepreneur I've been following for a while. We had the same values around freedom and flexibility and just building a business that's sustainable both energetically and financially and doing it with integrity. And then for my spiritual goal, I want to embody the energy of Michael Singer. I just finished listening to his second book. I love his energy and approach to spirituality because it's very lighthearted and he doesn't take himself too seriously. That is the energy I want to take with my meditations and in my own personal development in general. I just don't want to take it too seriously. I want to have fun with it and see where it takes me. So if you're game for it, I highly recommend doing the energy exercise. It's going to help you connect to those goals a little bit more and think about how you want to show up for them. Now, when I did this process last quarter, it was great, but the problem is that I left the goals there on that Google document and I never looked at it again. So while I did make some tangential progress on those goals, I would have made a lot more progress if I had actually implemented them into my planning system and kept them front and center. Because, you know, with ADHD, out of sight, out of mind, we create goals and then we forget about them. So I want to do another exercise that I think is really important for ADHDers when we're setting goals or making commitments in our life. And that is to get super clear on why we're doing something, why it's important to us, and what we think the outcome's going to be. A few weeks ago, I recorded a podcast around setting expectations and checking our expectations to make sure that they're realistic. And the point of that podcast was to encourage ADHDers to make sure that all of the expectations they have of themselves or the expectations they're living up to don't go unchecked because when we're not really thinking about what it is we're doing, we can go in a million directions. So the questions I'm going to share with you now, which will also be in this template, are really going to help you crystallize these goals and make sure they're the right ones for you. So for each goal that you set, these are the clarifying questions that you'll go through. Don't overthink it. And again, it's in the template, but ask yourself, why is this goal or intention important to you right now? Then are you being realistic about them or are you engaged in some magical thinking in terms of what the outcomes are? Then think about the behaviors and choices that you'll have to make in order to follow through on those daily actions that you wrote down beside your goal. Consider how much time you're willing to dedicate to each of these goals and how you're actually going to track progress. You'll want to consider what success looks like and what failure looks like. And spoiler alert, the only answer that you would write under failure is not getting started. But success can be a number of different things. And clarifying that is really going to help you check your expectations so that you're not magical thinking and that it is something you can actually follow through on. And the last two questions I think are really powerful to ponder, I use these a lot in my coaching practice, is how will life be different if you achieve this goal? And what will happen if you don't focus on this goal? Thinking about those parameters is really going to give you a clear idea of where you're going after. And you might realize after answering those questions that you may have created goals that were unrealistic or too big or too small or not really all that important to you. And if you do come to that realization, congratulations, because you're not setting yourself up for disappointment trying to go after a goal that's not really right for you. And a perfect example of this is a conversation I was having with a client last week. And we were talking about the last 90 days of the year and what 
her top three goals were. And then the third one she wanted to choose as a health goal. She wanted to lose, I think it was like 12 pounds between now and the end of the year. And what I loved about this conversation is when she said, I want to lose 12 pounds, she then paused and said, wait a minute, I need to think about whether or not that's realistic. So she went back to her calendar, counted how many weeks there were. She's like, that's a pound a week. That feels like an awful lot. And then she paused again and said, maybe I'll just stick with the personal goal and the business goal, which would have been totally fine. But I also know that improving her health was a big priority for her. So I said, instead of looking at that 12 pound goal as all or nothing, what's a smaller goal that you could commit to in the category of health that you actually could do? And when she thought about it, she said, you know what? My favorite meal is a burger and fries. I love having a burger and fries, but usually that's what I will order when I go out, which I think she said was maybe a couple of times a week. I don't remember. But she said, what I can commit to is only treating myself to a burger and fries once a month for the rest of the year. So she gets to enjoy burgers and fries once in October, once in November, and once in December. And the beautiful thing about that is when she has those meals, there is absolutely no guilt around it because it is pre-planned, it is intentional, and she can really enjoy it and then not have it again until the next month. So I love that. She came up with something that would improve her health, that didn't require her to take a lot of extra energy or thought process around it. It was something that she was happy to do. I say that because very often when we're thinking about goals, we automatically think that they have to be big, hairy, audacious goals, and they absolutely don't. They just need to be meaningful and important and something that you're willing and excited to do. So I hope that little process was in some way helpful for you. Again, I will link the template in the show notes, although it's so simple that you probably don't even need it. Just think about three things that you would like to do towards the end of this year that you can commit to on a daily basis that will improve the quality of your life in some small way between now and New Year's Eve. And this is really the true key to success in any goal planning endeavor. You've got to integrate those daily habits into your task management system. So if there's things that you're doing on a daily basis, you might want to set up some sort of a habit tracker for yourself. Or if it's things that you're doing on a weekly basis, like the meal prep that I've committed to, I know that I need to set a reminder for myself every Sunday to carve out some time to prep some protein and make some veggie soups so that I can have them throughout the week. So what do you need to do on a daily or weekly basis in order to make sure that this actually happens? And it's got to be something that will help you to remember that this is what you've committed to. So for me, everything goes into my Notion software because that is the place that I go to every day to structure my day and figure out what I need to get done. And on that, another hack that just recently occurred to me, throughout my corporate career, I would go into the office every day, sit down at my desk, open my computer, and immediately go to my inbox. That was the habit that I had for like, I don't know, however long I was in corporate, 20, 30 years. And I still do that to this day. So even before I look at my Notion, I'm always looking at my inbox first, which can often derail me. So it's not the best habit. But what I thought about was, Instead of trying to move away from that behavior, what if I double down on that behavior and schedule an email to myself every single morning to check my to-do list or to put my to-do list in that email and schedule it to pop up at like 8.30 or 9 o'clock when I eventually sit down to my desk? Because that would be the perfect reminder for me to focus on what I need to do first before I go down a rabbit hole of responding to emails. 
And I share that little tip, not because I think you should do that too, but to inspire you to think about the habits and routines that you've already got and how you can optimize those routines to help you remember to do the things that are most important to you rather than trying to change behaviors, which actually takes a lot more cognitive energy. So that's what I have for you this week, short and sweet. I hope you guys have an awesome week and I will see you right here next Friday. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. For links and resources for this podcast, please visit itsadhdfriendly.com or click the link in the show description. Please also be sure to subscribe so you get automatic updates when new shows are posted. And of course, please do leave us an ADHD-friendly review. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.